0: Good morning. For our community stories this morning, I have a guest, Bryce Stenzel, who is a war reenactor. He's a Lincoln reenactor. He's also a teacher in the Janesville School District, and he is going to be a part of a symposium. It's the 11th annual Civil War Symposium. The title is War as Hell, Total War in 64. Good morning, Bryce.
1: Good morning, Karen. Thank you for having me.
0: Now this is the 11th annual Civil War Symposium. Let's talk about this symposium, how it started, and how it has continued through the years, and what it's all about.
1: It actually started uh, way back uh, 11 years ago uh, when the Boy in Blue uh, Memorial sculpture was being uh, created, Mm -hmm. uh, and we needed to uh, create a fundraiser to uh, raise money uh, to rebuild the, the memorial. Well, that's been done. Uh, The memorial is in place now. In fact, it's uh, nearing, actually next year it'll be 10 years since it was dedicated already, which is hard to believe.
0: For those who don't know, what is the Boy in Blue Memorial?
1: The Boy in Blue is a uh, statue of a Civil War soldier, Civil War veteran, that stands uh, in a fountain in uh, historic Lincoln Park here in Mankato. Uh, And it was actually, the original one was created... Uh, by Civil War veterans themselves, or actually uh, their organization known as the Grand Army of the Republic, and then the Women's Relief Corps, which is the auxiliary of the Grand Army of the Republic. And actually, the Women's Relief Corps still exists. The G.I.R. has passed into history because all those veterans have died, but there still is a Women's Relief Corps, and there is an uh, organization known as Sons of Union Veterans, which I'm actually a member of, because uh, I have a uh, an ancestor that fought in the war, uh, but be that as it may, this uh, this memorial was built to honor their memories. Uh, the original one was dedicated in 1893, and unfortunately, uh, through time, you know, ravages of time, neglect, uh, vandalism, there were a number of reasons, storms. Uh, the original one was lost, uh, and it, the remains of it were sold for scrap, uh, probably for World War One, World War Two. But in 2010, a group of us, because uh, the Civil War sesquicentennial or 150th was nearing uh, at that time, a group of us, myself and, and a number of others, uh, some of which are in this uh, this uh, symposium, symposium mm-hmm. uh, as speakers. Uh, at any rate, we organized a group called uh, uh, the Boy and Blue Committee that raised almost $200,000 to recreate the memorial from scratch. All we had were pictures. Wow. Um, And in the process of doing that, uh, this symposium started as a way to raise money, but it's also the education piece. It's the reason it explains the significance of why that's so important uh, that this memorial uh, exists, because obviously the veterans can't speak for themselves anymore. But in order to keep their memories alive and to keep the current memorial alive, from falling into the same you know pattern of neglect, uh, we want people to be aware of of what it is that we're uh, we're commemorating so that's how it that's how it started
0: okay well the this eleventh annual Civil war symposium is taking place it's a day long event on saturday march twenty third from nine a m to five pm and the theme war is hell total war in sixty four talk about that theme and how you okay. came to choose that
1: we always pick uh A different year to highlight and we follow we follow the years of the war so this year because it ends in four we went with 1864 Uh, the phrase war is hell that's actually a phrase that was coined by General Sherman uh, and of course Sherman is remembered for uh, invading Atlanta taking Atlanta which actually helped uh, in the reelection uh, campaign of Abraham Lincoln because the war was not going well for the Union in the summer of 64 you know it ebbed and flowed we had Gettysburg but then uh, and one of our speakers Iron not will talk a lot about this but during grants overland campaign that got bogged down and so people were frustrated they were tired of the war they thought let's just let's just let the South you know give give them what they want and then Sherman takes Atlanta and everything changed, and so Lincoln was reelected, and the war uh, came to its its conclusion, where the the Union won. But Sherman coined that phrase "war is hell" because he brought total war upon the South. That's where the total war part comes in. Total war is a concept, the idea that you mobilize all the resources and you go after the civilians as well as Uh, the military targets. You make everybody suffer, or as Sherman said, I'm going to make Georgia howl. Uh, You know, that's when he invaded Georgia, took Atlanta, and then did his march to the sea. So uh, we came up with a catchy title, War is Hell, Total War in 64.
0: And you have a number of speakers throughout uh, throughout the day. Are they all historians like you, or how do they come across their expertise?
1: Uh, many of them are historians or they're, they're interested in a particular topic. I mean, we have a gentleman who's actually, he specializes uh, on the telegraph, how the telegraph worked. Uh, and, of course, that was instrumental in, in getting communication. You know, one of the, the big things that they teach you in military science is, uh, you know, they call it the art of war. But one of the things uh, in order to be successful in war is you have to uh, seize control of the communications. Uh, and the Union had a better uh, communications network with the telegraph uh, than even the Confederacy did. That's one of the reasons that the North ultimately prevailed. Uh, so we have a gentleman talking about that. Uh, of course, we have someone uh, with the expertise of Ironkind, Kind who was, he is a retired uh, school teacher, but... Uh, yeah, he's a he's a fountain of information, you know, regarding the Civil War, and he is a reenactor he's, like yourself. Yes, yes. So we do. We it's it's a cross section. We have historians, but we also have people that are they're interested in a particular aspect of this uh, this great. Cataclysm, we call the Civil War.
0: Will the symposium be primarily lectures where you just listen, or will you have some reenactments so there's interchange, or what will it be like? It's,
1: it's all of the above. We have displays, we have uh, some reenacting or some recreation with uh, with Iron doing his uh, his uh, uh, life of a soldier, that type of thing. And I don't think he's doing as much of that this year, but but there are times where he actually uh, has the audience drill just like uh, like soldiers do. So yeah, there is some there is some first-person uh, type uh, reenacting that goes on. Uh, I have it by on good authority that President Lincoln himself will be there. Uh, so I mean, we we do try to recreate some of the personalities that were uh, there that yeah. were there at the time, but also we try to give the the academic the historical you know background uh, as well
0: i see you are even having music of the era from lonesome ron mm-hmm. so civil war era music which i personally don't know what that was like so that must be a way to make it more authentic
1: yes uh, lonesome ron has been uh, a great uh, attribute to this uh, symposium for for many years he's he's always been very gracious with his time and you know sure i'll i'll come and, and help you guys out uh, which is, you know, wonderful. Uh, we, we we appreciate that very much. But he plays during our uh, our lunch hour, so we have uh, very nice uh, Civil War music uh, playing in the background, um, with Ron, you know, singing and his and his guitar and so on. So yeah, it's it's music of the area era, music of the period.
0: And your you are doing a presentation as well. I see it's it's called "Stay the Course: The Election of 1864." I'm just curious, if you look at the way today's elections are compared to the way it was in 1864, what are your thoughts when you think of the the contrast?
1: Well, the concept of absentee voting actually came out of the election of 1864. It did. Because soldiers couldn't now vote in the field. Uh, There were actually election laws at the time that stipulated that a soldier had to uh, be in residence in order to vote. Uh, so, they worked it out so that uh, they could actually vote absentee and have the ballot because obviously uh, you can't send all these soldiers home to, to vote. I mean, they, they have to be out in the field fighting. And so, uh, Grant and Lincoln and some of these state governors worked out uh, arrangements by which these gentlemen could vote absentee and the ballots would be sent back to the, their home states. And that's what turned the tide of the election in Lincoln's favor. Because he got you know a good share of the soldier vote uh and then that's interesting because uh the Democratic challenger uh, at the time was George McClellan, who had been a general uh popular general at that in the Army of the Potomac uh, but Lincoln relieved him ultimately of command uh, because Lincoln thought McClellan wasn't uh mov- moving fast enough, following up on uh, i mean he he won a victory at Antietam, but then he didn't follow up on it. Uh, at least in Lincoln's mind. And so, so Lincoln it,
0: essentially fired him from...
1: Essentially, oh, okay. yes. And so McClellan, in retaliation, uh, accepted the, the Democrat. You know, they were looking for somebody to run against Lincoln in 64, uh, but the trouble was McClellan didn't believe the war was a failure, but yet to be on the Democratic ticket, he had to say it was, and so that created a, a conflict of interest for him. Um, that's what I found in my research. I thought that was interesting that they picked a, a general, uh, to run on the platform that the war was a failure. Well, a lot of these soldiers didn't like being told that, you know, their sacrifices were in vain, that this was a failure. So they voted for Lincoln because they didn't like the alternative.
0: Very interesting. I think I know you'll be having a lot, of course, a lot more on that special day of uh, March twenty third. So there's a lunch and everything involved, mm-hmm. which means I assume that people need to register ahead of time and be a, to be a part of this event. It's a all day, nine a.m. to five p.m. Talk about how people can sign up and what they need to do.
1: Yes, uh, it's a pretty easy sign up process if you go to uh, the Friends of the Boy and Blue website, www.boyandblue.org. Uh, you can find the registration form and you can just fill it out online. Uh, it's actually $30 for all day, uh, that, uh, $20 for students, so we give the students a, a discount. And as I uh, have alluded to before, we, we would really like uh, students to, uh, to come and attend um, because we have to pass the torch on to the, to the next generation, so to speak. But at any rate, uh, it's thirty dollars for all day and that does include lunch. Uh lunch consists of uh and they have excellent uh food there at uh, uh, it used to be the more scenario. Now it's uh uh They uh, say
0: the VFW post fifty to uh, nineteen hundred uh, North Riverfront yes, Drive yes, in Mankato. Yes,
1: yeah. Uh post nine fifty uh, and then it's also American Legion uh, post eleven. But their, uh, their uh, food there is excellent. Uh, we have a soup and sandwich lunch. that's what uh, that's what's you you'll be getting.
0: And then the money I understand some of it goes toward the boy in Blue Memorial. Mm-hmm. So it's a you're a nonprofit organization um, and yes. so you're doing this to continue. Mm-hmm people's knowledge of history, and if anybody is interested, everybody's welcome to sign up no matter where you're from. Correct. And really, I mean, that's a very reasonable cost for getting lunch and a whole day mm-hmm. of information. So I hope folks will attend, and again, that website to sign up is? Uh,
1: www.boyandblue.org And yes, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, uh, and as you said, some of the money goes to the upkeep of the Boy and Blue. Now, the, technically, the city of Mankato owns it.
0: Uh, oh,
1: okay. Uh, we've, actually, we've actually granted it over or handed it over to, you know, ceremoniously handed it over to the city of Mankato because it's in a, a Mankato city park. Um, and so they do the maintenance kind of stuff. But this is money that's set aside so that if there's an issue that comes up, uh, because, you know, with tight city budgets and so forth, sometimes they can't, oh, well, we can't fix that right now because we don't have the money yeah you do because you're
0: making sure <laughs> here, that that happens. here it, here, sure. here
1: it is. We'll, we'll, we'll chip in and, and the, the money the money is available. Uh, some of the money also goes to we've uh, we've expanded our outreach. Uh, now that the, the memorial itself is built, we also uh, help with uh, the cleaning and restoration of headstones. Oh, okay uh, Civil War uh, graves and so on right now we're working in uh, Glenville uh, Glenwood, I'm sorry uh, cemetery here in Mankato. But uh, ultimately, we hope to expand to some of the other ones in the area uh, as well. But we uh, we've actually cleaned a number of stones um, already and restored others that you know they were buried in the ground. You couldn't even tell what they were. Um, Is know. this
0: a volunteer thing too? People can volunteer to help out in yes. that project, and then yes. the money goes to help with the cleaning product. The cleaning or? product, okay.
1: Uh, and actually, we have a, we have a gentleman that uh, that does a lot of the the actual restoration work Um, so yes it 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 goes to uh, to cover all of that
0: all right so a lot of great things you guys are doing this is for the 11th annual civil war symposium and because it is with a lunch and it's a day long i know you have a deadline you want people to sign up by to make sure you can get the adequate number of of uh, lunches, etc.
1: Yeah, the symposium is March twenty third, but our deadline date we'd like to have people registered by uh, March eighteenth, if at all possible. Now you can actually come to the door, you know, pay for your ticket right at the door, but then you're not going to have access to lunch.
0: Sure, because you to need to plan. Because we have to have
1: we have to have the reservations into uh, the American Legion, um, the VFW post. Um, so yeah, the. The, eight, the 18th of March is the, is the deadline for that.
0: Do you always hold this in, in March then? Is there a reason why at this time of the year?
1: It started out, actually, that was uh, kind of just before reenactment season started. Okay. And there used to be a Civil War symposium uh, in the Twin Cities at Fort Snelling. Uh, that was in April. And so we were trying to coordinate hours so that it didn't overlap sure. because there were people that wanted to go to both of them, and we wanted to make sure that that was possible. So we had ours ahead of it. You know, it's kind of like New Hampshire and Iowa. Where we were the first. <laughs> right. Uh, first of the year. And then they, then they go to the, the. But it was it was because the end of March was, was kind of available. You know, it's just the season is just starting to kick off. It's early yet. Uh, this year we actually have Easter. Uh, normally we would be going a little bit later in March. It would be the last week in March. But we made it uh, the week before because Easter this year is the 31st. Okay. of March. It's early. Um.
0: Well, if you want to learn more about the Civil War, the symposium, again, Saturday, March 23rd, you need to register by March 18th, and it is at the Morseenario Strand VFW Post 950, which is at 1900 North Riverfront Drive in Mankato. Register online at theboyinblue.org. Bryce, I want to thank you. Bryce Stenzel, who we've been chatting with, appreciate your time.
1: Thank you.